turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and owner and operator, as you all know, of Next Steps for Seniors, the business. And we pride ourselves on really caring about our seniors and advocating for them and doing everything we can to bring information and resources to all of our listeners so that as we age, we're prepared, right? We talk about the things on this program that nobody wants to talk about. And we do that for a reason because knowledge is power. And I believe that if we all had just a little bit of information, life could be a lot easier. And that's why we're here today. And we have a special guest in the studio today. And listeners, I want to share with you a little bit about our foundation. The Next Steps for Seniors Foundation is really stepping up to help those seniors bridge the gap between what they need and what they have. So in a lot of situations, people do not have the funds that are necessary to move into a community safely because the average community Assisted living, for example, is about $4,500 a month, and that's out-of-pocket expenses. So that's why I started this foundation, because we have a lot of people that need additional help in order to get to that point. So with me today is a very near and dear friend and sponsor and a regional director of a large community group in Michigan that sponsored our event. They care about the low-income seniors. And they gave our foundation funds to actually help support you. And that's why he's here today. And I want to personally thank you, Rich. Honestly, his name is Rich Fitz. Good morning. Hi. It's <laughs> nice to be here. Absolutely. And it's Comfort um, uh, Comfort Senior Living, Comfort Care comfort Senior care Living. Comfort Care Senior Living. And you have multiple locations. And you're the regional director, so congratulations. So he's the lucky guy that Thanks. gets to oversee all of those locations. So tell us where, where your locations currently are. So Comfort Care started in Saginaw about 10 years ago. 
uh, just a couple of local communities there and have now spread to everything from uh, managing communities up north that are um, AFCs, adult foster care facilities, in Big Rapids, Reed City, Gaylord, and Oscoda. Uh, we also have buildings in Mount Pleasant, Vassar, Saginaw Bay City, Chessening, Marshall, and then in the local Detroit area in Livonia, which has just opened this past week. Mm -hmm. uh, Shelby Township, which the building has been previously Hampton Manor of Shelby, which is now Shelby Comfort Care. And uh, we're going to be opening one next summer in, uh, in Farmington, mm -hmm. and we have one in Clarkston. Yes, many and, locations. And uh, Brighton Manor, which is also changing the name to Brighton Comfort Care. So look for Comfort Care Senior Living, and I'll tell you, you know, this organization does a great job, and I've known Rich for many years, and he cares about his clients, and this is the most important thing when you move into a community. And why he's here today, obviously, is because he's a proud sponsor and a supporter of our foundation, but we want to talk about at least in these first two segments, about what things to look for in your current situation. Maybe that would bring awareness to, should I be thinking about an independent living? And I'll tell you, Rich, the majority of people that have moved into an independent living tell me they wish they would have done it sooner. And I think people associate any type of independent or assisted with a nursing home. And it's completely different. It's not a nursing home. It's not cinder block walls right. with a curtain pulled between two beds. We are talking the farthest thing from that, <laughs> right? Right, in many cases. Yeah, so I think it's important, listeners, and that's why you know I want you to you know hear what we're going to talk about today and know that this is important stuff because we're going to educate you on the differences of these communities and why comfort care is different than others too. So let's start, Rich, with like what things innately should people maybe be aware of in their homes or, or pay attention to if they might be happening, they might be borderline, is it safe to stay home? Uh, well, this is uh, very near to me right now. My uh, mother-in-law is at the point where she probably needs the assistance. Uh, you'll start seeing odd behaviors. Maybe if somebody wasn't always up at night, they may be staying up late at night now. They may start hoarding newspapers, almost anything else. Uh, you'll come into the house and maybe there's a little smell of smoke from something that they overcooked on the stove. Uh, you may see that food in the fridge is going long periods of time without being consumed. Moldy, maybe. Mm -hmm. Moldy. Uh, or if they had been shopping for themselves, if they've been independent with grocery shopping, you might see that they don't have a lot in their fridge and can't really explain why. Oh, and that's a good one because, honestly, I was at a house and asked the sweet lady what she had for breakfast, and she told me eggs, bacon, and toast. And when we talked about it and walked through her kitchen, guess what she didn't have in her fridge? Any of those. Any of those items. Yep, that's unfortunately something that we're seeing right now. Uh, also, the neighbors, uh, maybe if you have an older parent, that's living alone, it's really a good idea to know the neighbors very well because you probably already have them keeping an eye on mom or dad, even if they weren't supposed to be before, you know, nosy neighbors. 
but they can also help out a lot. Uh, we've experienced the neighbors calling and saying, you know, hey, mom's out in the street raking leaves and not letting the leaf guy pick them up. Uh, just different odd behaviors. Uh, also, they might uh, let you know if mom's wandering around not able to find which house is hers anymore. So it's all about communication and being in touch with the resources in the home community. Uh, that's when you need to come start looking for the resources in our communities. You bring up a great point, Rich, because what I found is just having a little bit of extra security around you changes their behaviors and they end up blossoming because they're talking, they're with people that are like them, they have conversations, they're doing activities and it's more structure. I think the thing that people, and, and if you're feeling this right now and if you're a senior and you're at home and you have fear or if you're scared, um, if you're scared to go to bed at night, if you're scared to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom because you're afraid you're gonna fall, these are all warning signs that you're getting that it just might not be safe and you can make a phone call and get more information because it is important to, you don't want to end up on the floor and nobody knows you're there for three or four days. Right. And this happened. This is real life. It happens, this happens. all the time. It happens all the time. Uh, I would say that most of our residents probably come to us from the hospital or a rehab stay after having had a UTI and being confused, after having fallen and broken something, uh, then their families come looking and usually are completely unprepared. It's the first time they've tried to explore senior living. Uh, you know, independent living, of course, uh, at the lowest level of acuity, uh, the least services, but it gets you in a community setting where there's people to check on you and keep an eye on you and that are more aware of if you're getting meals, if you're getting out and socializing, or if maybe you're feeling a little under the weather today. It's people who have gotten to know you. Of course, then the next step up is assisted living. Uh, quite often uh, in assisted living, there will be uh, nursing services, uh, and that not necessarily being a nurse, but a care department that will provide assistance with bathing, dressing, uh, meals, and usually distribution of medications. They'll help you take your meds. Then, of course, if somebody's more confused, then there's memory care. Most places you'll find assisted living and memory care under one roof. Some communities have it, independent living, assisted living, memory care, the whole... We call all, that like continuum of care. Where right, you have all the three different, different levels. levels. And then there's a very specialized group, a continuing care retirement community or CCRC, which is even regulated differently. And they go everything from an independent living right through nursing, skilled nursing care, like a nursing home. Yes. And I do listeners, I think, you know, Rich brings up a great point. I do think it's important to do the research ahead of time and make sure that you can do the graduation because why would you want to keep moving buildings if you don't have to? Um, and I do think the most important is finding the right independent living and then being able to transition to assisted. I think those that's the biggest transition time. Um, memory care is further, usually further down the line. But when you're coming from home and you're in a decent-sized home, 
you want your own apartment. So I'm going to let Rich kind of explain what his independent living looks like um, when we get into our next segment, because there's some advantages that you have, um, such as meals and housekeeping and all of that. But you actually have your own kitchen in independent living, which I think is amazing. Um, you still have food available, but you can cook if you would want to. So I think it's important to just understand the one of the things I want to touch on just really briefly before we go to commercial. This is not covered by insurance. Independent living communities are out-of-pocket expenses. So I just want to make sure that's clear. And that's everywhere in the entire USA. <laughs> it's not just Michigan. So you do have to pay for your independent living. But if you're selling your home, it's super easy to pay a monthly rent to move into a community. And we're going to hear more from Rich in just a few moments. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our Next Steps for Seniors program. We're here today with Richard Fritz. He is from, did I say that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it didn't sound right when I said it. You looked at me like, ah, wrong name. Uh, comfort Care, Senior Living. I'm going to have him share his phone number, grab your pen, grab your paper, and you can call this one number, and they'll connect you to the right location. Um, if you're interested in learning more about assisted living and what they offer, we're obviously going to give you information here today, but we want you to have the phone number as well. Go ahead, Rich. All right. Our number for the office in Saginaw is 989-607-0001. And they can give you information on any of our communities and connect you with the right person. Excellent. Excellent. Because they have all, a whole bunch of them in Michigan. So tell us a little bit more than moving into, you know, we talked about independent just for a minute. You get the meals, two meals a day, and it's a third-party care company, so you can have some services if you need them. But talk to us more about your community now with assisted living and what, what the difference is in, in how, what you offer there. So for assisted living to qualify, somebody needs to have to have assistance with certain activities of daily living whether it be bathing, dressing, preparing meals, being able to take their medications. And so often, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, people come to us from a rehab center or from a hospital after having had a medical emergency of some kind, which prevents them from going back home, which is always somebody's first choice. Um, many people have had the foresight to plan ahead and either purchase long-term care insurance, which I think there's very few companies still offering that. I think it's turned out to be not very lucrative for the insurance companies. Uh, or they have you know, planned their finances and done well with investments or retirements and have planned ahead. I love seeing somebody come through and say, I'm here to look for a place so that my kids don't have to when it's time for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so... When somebody needs assistance in some of those areas, and so often the kids don't live near home anymore where they can just stop over and help mom or dad get ready in the morning or make a meal, then it's probably time to start thinking about assisted living. At that point, it's going to be a process. There are many assisted livings around the area now. There are some great ways to look up the good ones. Of course, 
They're all on the state of Michigan's website through licensing and regulatory affairs. You can look up all the assisted livings in the state that are licensed, and there are licensed and unlicensed both. I wouldn't say that the care is better at one or the other. And you can see what sort of uh, things have been found in inspections of these facilities. You can see what problems may have been found and how it was corrected. So they keep everybody really on their toes uh, to provide really good care. Then find out with your, you, it's best to talk with uh, together as a family. Having all the kids and everybody on board and understanding that it is time for assisted living, it can get really messy if some of the kids are saying that, no, mom wants to stay independent, even if mom can't make that decision anymore. Or saying, you know, I don't want to see dad in the home, but if dad's not safe at home any longer, it's time. You have to decide which one of the kids you want to have mom or dad near. You know, who's the primary caregiver? Uh, and it's not always just the oldest child anymore. No, that's a very good point, and I'm glad you brought it up, because whoever is most active in their lives is usually the best person to, for them to live by. And, you know, your community, for example, and, and, you know, he's got them all over, which is nice, you know, Shelby, Clarkston, Livonia. So there's enough communities, um, comfort care communities, that you could pick one near where, you know, your, your loved one is living, but you want visitors, right? You want your loved ones to come visit, you know, they offer so much in these buildings and you want to make friends in the buildings, but you really want to see your family too. So you get the best of both worlds, I think. Right. And to make the transition easier, you don't want the person moving into the facility to feel like they're being dumped there. And the best way to do that is to stay in contact, visit often, probably even, more than you were seeing them in their home initially. Then once they get settled in, they will start to get into a routine. And we have people with all different routines. You know, some people get up early. Some people say, don't bother me for breakfast. I don't want to be disturbed until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I'll get up for lunch and then I stay up till the middle of the night watching TV. Everybody's got their own routines. And they'll build up their own social circles. Uh, yesterday after dinner, I was in our building in Shelby, and there's a, a group of ladies who stay up late playing cards in the activity room. How fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to see them build a sense of community and connectedness to their other residents. And they support each other, mm -hmm. uh, even those who don't have family nearby that visit often. They become kind of their own family within the building. I think so, that's special. I really do. Yeah. And, you know, the services available include meals, housekeeping, uh, medication management. There's also in all our buildings, we usually have a resident care director who's an LPN level nurse. Uh, occasionally, we have wellness coordinators who are, for example, one that comes to mind has like 20 years experience as a CNA and has been doing this kind of role for a long time. Still very knowledgeable. Uh, then activity director or recreation therapist is probably one of the most key individuals in the building because they're the one who probably spends the most time with your family member interacting with them. And they're there to provide a quality of life, not just a safe one. 
the uh, I know that when uh, in working communities, quite often the first person to recognize that a resident might have a UTI is the activity director because in the morning news group, they'll see that somebody is not quite as alert or they're a little bit confused and they usually will identify it very quickly. Uh, even, even our maintenance directors are an important part of it because they're the ones who keep your TVs hooked up and make sure everything's working well. The toilet's flushing, the sinks are running. It's fun. Listen, yeah. I, I just want you to know, listeners, moving into these assisted living communities, meeting new people, sitting around the dining room table with, with friends every night, and the food is fantastic. I mean, it is, it's really some, there's something to be said for being with others. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it. In the winter in Michigan, it is dark, <laughs> it is cold, and very few people are doing something after 530 except sitting in front of their TV. So if I'm talking to you right now, I want to encourage you to pick up the phone. Rich is going to give his phone number again and know that you can be sitting around the, the table at Shelby, like he just mentioned, playing cards with your friends at seven o'clock and you know, having snacks instead of sitting in front of your TV by yourself in your house. Honestly, yeah. it's real. This yes. happens. Yes. And uh, just before we run out of time, I won't be able to go back to the building on Monday if I don't mention our care staff. I'd be afraid to walk in the door. Uh, our care staff, one thing that's different about our company than probably any of the others that I know is we don't use any contract care staff. All of our employees are hired and employed by us. We know them. They're not somebody different coming in the building each day. And they get to know your, your family member and quite often become sort of an extended member of that family. They're the ones with the difficult job every day, providing the care, showering, changing, delivering meals if somebody's in their room, and doing the hands-on work. That's what really being in assisted living is about, is having that care there. So I want to Make sure to mention those caregivers. I'll tell you what, this is, that's a, you make a great point because you want someone who's invested and who cares and your team is, and that is so special. And listeners, your kids want to come in and just visit you and talk to you. They don't want to have to worry about giving you a shower, giving you your meds. So it's nice to be able to say that the care people, right? The care staff that, that Rich is talking about can do all the care for you. And your kids can just come and visit. So share your number again. And if you have a website, I want our listeners to be very familiar with your organization. Yep. Our phone number is 989-607-0001. And our website is www.comfortcaresl.com. Uh, one other thing I'd like to mention is if you know any good, caring people who are looking for a job, Please have them call us. Uh, you know that's one of the, one of the most difficult things through COVID for this industry is being able to find good caregivers, people who care and that want to take care of your loved ones the way you would take care of them. One more time, the phone number is nine eight nine six zero seven 
888-900-0001. Tell them you heard Rich on the Patriot Radio. And we appreciate you, Comfort Care Senior Living. We appreciate your support, not just for our foundation, but for seniors and for caring and taking care of our seniors. God bless you, Rich. Thank you. And we're happy to participate in the gala this year. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll see you next year too. (laughs) God bless you. And thank you. Thank Thank you. you for caring. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. As you all know, uh, I'm good at switching gears every once in a while when the, when God leads me to do something. So I know our first two segments were on independent living and assisted living and all the things that happen at home and how you need to be prepared and take care of our loved ones. But now we're switching gears because I have a dear friend of mine, Pastor uh, Lorenzo Sewall, with me here in the studio. Did I say your last yes. name right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> And I'm blessed, and he has blessed me. And he has a passion on his heart that I really feel is necessary uh, for all of us to know. And I got to tell you, our listening audience is, you know, 40 to 60 year olds, usually the children of our seniors, but we do have a lot of seniors listening as well. And they're wise and they're knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and they've lived through a lot in mm-hmm. life. And My goal today in the next, you know, 11 minutes and maybe next segment after, depending on how much time pastor has, is to really dive into what can we do to make change in this world? What can we do to make a difference? We just kind of went through elections. There's a lot of division in our country. And and I don't feel like God wants that, right? Mm -hmm. God wants us to be unified. He wants us to be one. And in my spirit, I was like, you know what? There is no better man than my pastor to come in here today and talk to us. So let's talk about, you know, some of the societal things happening, Mm -hmm. what we can do, what we can take action and make a difference in, and how we can support you and your cause. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for all those that are viewing online and those that are listening. First of all, thank you for your labor of love, your prayers. I'm a product of your prayers, right? Are we all a product of the prayers of our seniors? We celebrate you today. We don't tolerate you. We want you to know thank you for your intercession, your prayers, your labor of love, your sacrifice, the unsaid things that you all do that no one notices. The Lord notices. And I just want to say thank you. And the Lord says thank you for holding on fast to the faith. Wendy, thank you for reaching out to those who are, quite frankly, I call the lost tribe of Israel. Sometimes we forget to reach out to our seniors. So the question becomes, What can we do in this hour for such a time as this to begin to minister to those that are divisive, ministering to those that are hurting, that are bruised, that are broken? What can we do in 2022 and beyond? We have 2023 coming up soon right here, right? Less than uh, 60 days. What can we do? Well, Jesus prayed the prayer, right? He prayed and he said, may we be one. Now think about that. Out of everything Christ, our King could pray, he prayed that we would be one. Now, why did he pray that? Because Jesus knew that in the last days there would be division, that there would be wars and rumors of wars. Nations would rise against nations. And he knew that the enemy would want to divide us because the enemy knows a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. We see now in our context, in our climate, people are worshiping donkeys people are worshiping elephants but i know there's somebody out there that would say i want to worship the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world so what does that look like well jesus he prayed that we would be one so it looks like you and i understanding that the gospel of jesus christ is the only unified message that can heal the brokenness of our cities i was born and raised on the east side of detroit i was mentored by murderers student of the streets my dad is in prison 
for murder today. So in communities like Detroit, Pontiac, Flint, Saginaw, and beyond, we need to be praying right now that God would raise up men. Right now, parents matter more than ever. Right now, it should be parents versus everything and everybody that would try to hinder a parent from ministering to our children. The next generation. Right. Man, we need to raise them up. Absolutely. And the, the, the way that happens is every Ruth needs a Naomi. Right. Every uh, Timothy needs a Paul. Every Joshua needs a Moses. And anytime you cut off the older generation, you're cutting off the mantle. Yes. That God wants to release upon our community. So the first thing we need to do is begin to pray for unity. We need to pray that we worship the lamb that was slain more than anything else. Before we pledge allegiance to anything else or anyone else, we need to focus on Jesus, that we would be one. Secondly, we need to begin to pray for our men. We need to pray that our men would rise up and be the parents that they're supposed to be. There is a spiritual attack, Wendy, against our absolutely against our children, right? Mm -hmm. And And families, husbands and wives. Yes. There's a spiritual battle. And for us, it behooves us to begin to pray that men will rise up and that our families would be one because the Bible says uh, that one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. And I know Wendy, you and I were talking a little bit before. What are the things that we could do to see our communities change right now? Our communities are bruised. They're broken and they're looking for the gospel. They're looking for the good news of Jesus Christ because there's so much bad news right now. Right. Right. Uh, We see a situation where people are calling evil good and good evil. We see it happening right now. We're seeing situations where parents are being told that they can't even be in their uh, children's lives anymore. And what did the Bible say? The Bible says, honor your mother and your father so that your days will be long Long upon the earth. Absolutely. And it will go good with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So God's goodness is connected to us knowing our parents and the wisdom of God. It's connected to our parents. So the enemy knows, right? So this isn't a political thing. This is a spiritual thing. The enemy knows that if I can disconnect children from their parents, I can disconnect children from the blessings of God. So I'm looking forward to praying with you, believing God with you. And even, you know, serving in Detroit, Pontiac, Flint, Saginaw. If somebody would say, Pastor, what is the one thing that will change everything? The first thing is praying for our men. The second thing is equipping our entrepreneurs. We need to begin to get back to the American dream that regardless of where you're from, you can make it in this country. And I know we all have a testimony uh, that there was someone that came over here, whether it was my ancestors that came over on on slave ships. I realized this. That in America, it's the land of the free. It's the home of the brave. We can still worship God in spirit and in truth. Then every opportunity is open in this country. That's the number one thing we need to be doing is praying that our uh, parents get back equipped in their children's lives. Thank you. (laughs) That is exactly what needs to happen. Couldn't have said it better myself. And and back to the honoring your father and mother, I mean, this has been kind of my mantra yeah. for the entire program mm-hmm. is, you know, our seniors have so much wisdom and have given so much to us. Mm-hmm. And in their later years, we need to be the ones to step in to give back and yeah. to share and to take care of them, to take care of them. And I'm looking at your son who's in our studio yeah. also. It is an honor and a privilege to honor your parents. And I already know this man is going to do that for you. Absolutely. But you're right about Satan because he's real and he Mm -hmm. comes to kill, steal, Mm -hmm. and destroy. 
And who's he after? First, husband and wife, mm-hmm. families, and our kids. Yeah, that's so powerful how you mentioned the seniors. I, I think about how uh, in Pontiac, uh, we had uh, five years ago, a senior center burned down. I mean, I want you to imagine this. Mm. Our seniors had everything you can imagine, government documents, money. Some of them lost their life savings. We're not too far from where we sit today. And I remember we were sitting at uh, 4th of July meal and I got a phone call. What are you going to do about it? Have you ever felt like God was calling you to do something, but you didn't know what to do? You just took a step out. It's like you and your radio show and your nonprofit, (laughs) your foundation, right? You just took a step of faith and we took a step of faith. And look what God did in just six months. God helped every singer, over 40 of them, be able to get all their government documents. We gave them meals every day, clothes. They got housing and God was glorified through it all. And this is what I found out, Wendy, sadly enough, a lot of people that are running nonprofit organizations for our seniors, a lot of them are doing it, quite frankly, in order to pad their pocket by keeping our seniors in poverty. I learned that. And it broke my heart. And the Mm. Lord began to show me. He said, son, you can't privatize compassion. My spirit has to move upon people in order for them to lead my seniors. And for what you're doing and how you have thrown yourself into ministering to those who are, quite frankly, the least of these, right? A lot of them are widows, a lot of widowers, right? Those that are the forgotten. Thank you for what you do. And if you're a singer listening or maybe you're watching here, this is what I would like to say. The Lord has not forgotten about you. Every prayer that you have prayed, every day that you have fasted, every child that perhaps uh, they've given up on you, but you haven't given up on them. Know that every prodigal son will come home and every brick brother will be exposed. I want to encourage you. Keep on praying because they can outrun your house. They can outrun perhaps your vision and your values, but they can never outrun your prayers. Keep praying for your children. I'm a product of a praying mom. I used to be a street pharmacist. I used to be a drug dealer, but my mom kept on praying for me. I want to encourage you. Keep on praying. They can outrun your home. They can outrun your vision and your values, but they can never outrun your prayer. Remember, the prodigal son came home. Keep on praying because your prodigal son is coming home. Amen. And we got one minute. Will you pray for us? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank thank you you. by your spirit right now. God, we believe you. We agree with the prayers of every grandmother that's crying right now saying, God, may my granddaughter come back to you. We're praying for those that are dealing with health challenges today. You said you're Jehovah Rapha and by your stripes, we know healing is happening. Father God, you say you're the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. We pray for every singer that feels alone. We pray in the name of Jesus that your spirit will saturate them. Father, we pray you would break the spirit of loneliness and we ask even in this minute of prayer that you would do a miracle in this minute because there is none like you. You do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to your power that's working. In Jesus name, we believe it. In Jesus name, we receive it and we know that it's done. We pray that during this holiday season that grandmothers and grandfathers would see the answers to their prayers in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Welcome. He just walked in this door and changed everything. (laughs) See, that's what prayer does for you. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. We're in our last segment here with Pastor Lorenzo, and I'm so blessed to have him here. 
Um, he's got a new, uh, I'm going to say passion yes. and God a calling that God has put on his spirit. And I'm right there with him in it because I'm, I'm believing with him also a hundred percent. So I want you to share with our listeners, um, both online and on the radio, what, what God's called you to do and why, yeah, you know, and how really, we're, what you. it looks like, how we're going to do it. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. And for those that are online and for those that are listening, I don't know if you feel as a parent that you've been pushed out lately. I don't know if a parent, as a parent, you feel as if you lost your power. I was with dads in Detroit on a Monday and we had over 10 dads in a room. And these fathers are men who have multiple children that want to be in their children's lives, but just don't know how. So what do you do when you're a parent and you don't know about a PTA or a PTR? What do you do when you feel like policies and procedures are being pushed upon you as a parent? We are starting this amazing movement. You're the first ones to hear about it called parents versus everybody. Now, some people may think, why would you say parents versus everybody? This is the reason why when you become a parent, it's important for you to understand the priority that your children have in your life. There's not one parent that I know out there that would give over the rights of their children to anybody. So that's why we're saying we're versus everybody because every parent needs to unify to say we need to speak into our children's lives. Our rights matter. Our lives matter. And quite frankly, parents matter. We talk about everything else mattering, but without a parent in the home, do you know what happens? Did you know that the number one reason why children don't backslide is because they see their dads worshiping all the data, all the analytics prove that if a dad is worshiping, children stay with Christ. Can you imagine what happens if a dad is kicked out of the home? That's why urban America is the way it is right now because of fatherlessness. What would happen if you and I begin to work together and start wearing shirts that proclaim parents versus everybody? And we want to encourage you. We're launching a website. It's going to start before uh, Christmas. I thank you, Wendy, for all your support. You're such a blessing. We have the, the proprietary shirt already uh, printed, and we want every parent in America to begin to unify up under this mantra that says we're together and anyone that's against us, we're going to push back against them because God is calling us to train up our children in a way that they should go so that when they're older, that they will not depart thereof. And maybe you're listening right now and you're a parent and you feel helpless. You feel powerless. I want to encourage you. You have a mantle on your life. God has anointed you to be the parent that God has called you to be. Now watch this. My dad is in prison for murder. He murdered two men. The first man that he murdered, he got off. He got off on a technicality eight years later. He actually defended himself, Wendy. Now watch this. My dad and I were disconnected. But the one time we connected, we went to a place called Fishbones. Parents, listen to me. When we went to this place called Fishbones, my dad and I are together, and he sees what is now my wife and says, she's nice. Now, you got to understand, my dad never did anything like that. <laughs> he wasn't the type of man to walk in a restaurant and, and say the waitress was nice. Quite frankly, he would walk out of restaurants because he felt like if the hostess treated him bad, then they would treat his food bad. Now, watch this. We're sitting there. He says this to which is now my wife. We've been together for 16 years. And then it, it sparked my interest. And then he went over to my wife and said, my son is very shy. I don't know if you could tell that I'm shy <laughs> and said, he would love to connect with you. Now you would say preacher. Why does that matter? Let me tell you why it matters because even though my dad was disconnected, even though he and I weren't in a right relationship because of his position, God anointed him to be able to know who my wife was. 
Parents, you're anointed. And right now we need to use the anointing on our life to break the yoke, to destroy the strongholds, whoever they are, wherever they are. That's why we're saying parents versus Everybody, we want you to go to the website. We want you to get a shirt. We coming want you to call soon. Wendy. Yes. Coming soon. Listen, reach out to Wendy if you need a shirt. Every shirt that's purchased will help fund us starting a K through 12 school. Now, why does that matter? We scholarship young people to every, if you think of a Christian school, we've done it in our community. We've sent young people all over. The problem is when you educate a young person and take them out of their context, they experience something called culture shock. It would be similar to you going to Haiti or going to Africa or going to a different context that you are familiar with. So when you rip a young black and brown youth out of their context and you interject them into another context, it does something socially and emotionally to them. Watch this. What if you could do good in the hood and have classical learning? Yes, right in the hood. Now, I know what somebody would say out there. Well, those students aren't ready. How do you know that students aren't ready unless you give them a chance? Never underestimate what the Holy Ghost can do in a child's life Amen. because God can anoint that child. We've seen children go to places like Hillsdale. We've seen children go to CEO academies in Spring Arbor, and we've seen them excel. SSI Student Statesman Institute, we sent children up there and they excelled. We just need to give our young people an opportunity to have the education that all of us would want our own children to have. That's what parents versus everybody's all about. We have got to pour in to this next generation. Absolutely. And there is no greater way to do it than to come together as parents. The whole unity, just like we talked about. Mm -hmm. We have got to come together and we've got to fight for our kids. And this is a great way to do it. And it's not just t-shirts. It's everything. There's a whole movement. There's going to be classes. There's going to be seminars. There's going to be education around it. Absolutely. you got to have... PTO, see, see, Wendy, and it's interesting, we're, we're talking about this. I remember when there were bed bugs, rats, roaches, and sewer flies. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine living in a place where as soon as your child wakes up, you take them to school and they have bed bugs on them and they get kicked out? And we, we what do you do, right? So we read the bylaws, but what if someone doesn't know how to read bylaws? Mm -hmm. A lot of parents don't understand the power they have in the context they're in. A lot of parents don't know about PTAs, PTOs. When we say parents versus everybody, to Wendy's point, we're educating you to be able to infuse your community with your worldview and don't allow the culture to tell you how to think, feel, and believe. Amen. <laughs> so that's what we're doing, and I'm excited. As you can tell, I'm a little excited about it. You know, uh, The uh, definition of espresso is short and black, so you're getting your espresso this morning. <laughs> <laughs> So we want to encourage you. We want to encourage you, uh, parent, if you're out there. And I know what some of you would say, you know, the elections have happened. And, and I get it. You know, some people would say, well, the elections have happened. Things are all going to fall apart. You got to read the Bible. The Bible is a book that always paints the most dire situations. I mean, look at Jesus, right? Jesus is getting beaten. He's getting bruised. He's getting pierced in his side. And he's hanging on a cross. And people are looking at him, laughing, mocking. Oh, you can't even save yourself. When men are at their worst, God is always at his best. When people are doing the worst, God is always moving in the best. And I believe that parents versus everybody is a movement that God is going to anoint way more than politically. That this is a movement that's going to push back against the lies of Satan and let our children know they matter. They're important to us and also equip parents. 
Amen. Can you share where your church is, how people sure. can get a hold of you at the church and what they can do to help you? Thank you so much. So the name of our church is 180. And one of the reasons why it's called 180 is because of turnaround, right? Repentance is turnaround. We believe that the goodness of God, it leads people to repentance. We believe in wraparound services for a turnaround that when people want change, they can come to our church and they can have a choice. We focus on four things, transportation, housing, education, and healing the unseen illnesses of medical, mental, and dental illnesses. T, transportation. We transport people to resources so they can be resourced. H, for housing. We believe that if you shift somebody's atmosphere, you can shift their paradigm. You cannot change the way people live until you change the way they think. You got to change the way that people think. E stands for education that leads to entrepreneurship and also employment. We teach hard skills and soft skills, formal education, informal education. We equip entrepreneurs in our community so we can keep the dollar within our community. Did you know that the dollar leaves out of urban America in 1.83 seconds? I mean, think about that. When someone gets their paycheck, it goes to every other nationality. It doesn't stay within the community. That's what the E stands for. And M stands for medical, mental, and dental illnesses. There are so many, Wendy, that we would pick up from abandoned houses and abandoned cars. They're mentally ill. T-H-E-M. Matthew 2540. Whatever you do for the least of these, my brothers, you do unto me. me. The name of our church is 180 Church. You can look us up at 180church.cc. We're in Detroit proper, but we influence Pontiac. We have a great movement in Pontiac and also Flint. And in 2013, we desire to be in Saginaw ministering to the least of these. You can support us. Uh, Go to 180church.cc. Awesome. And I need to share with you that pastor, we have a, a, some seniors that we're supporting in Detroit and pastor called and said, what can I do for you? I can get them food. So his church is actually reaching out to this group home and bringing food to those seniors. There's six people in this home. So I am so blessed. Thank you for blessing them. Thank you for what you do. Uh, we need to make a difference in this world. And this is how we start. Absolutely. One step at a time. Yeah. Prayer is number one. Focus on the Lord and what is he calling you to do? I mean, you can hear the passion behind him and what he's called pastor to do. You know my passion for seniors and what he's called me to do. So I just challenge you today. What is he calling you to do? You're listening to The Patriot FM 101.5 AM 1400. And we'll be back with you. Be blessed and make it a great day. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation.